Last week I talked about how we have new songbooks and they include the readings that we use each weekend. So I'm going to ask you now to turn to page 34 in your songbooks. Page 34. And you'll notice that at the top on the left-hand side is our first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And I just want to take some time with that reading this morning. And, and, and I start with this very first line. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. Who is Jesse? The father of King David. Yes. Okay. Why does Jesse have a stump? Well, I'll tell you. You've seen family trees before, kind of a way of keeping track of our genealogy, and sometimes some of the family trees look like a tree, don't they? Well, if you're a king, part of being a king is you've got succession, and so there were a whole line of kings that followed King David. Unfortunately, for too many generations, Israel has known corrupt and self-serving kings who have proven themselves unfaithful. That is why the family tree is now represented by a stump. It appears quite dead. <coughs> but this prophecy of Isaiah, on that day a shoot shall sprout, from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. What does that mean? It means there will be a new king from the line of King David. And what will he be like? Isaiah tells us that the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And unlike the faithful kings of recent generations, the Spirit-filled king will execute justice throughout the land. The poor and the afflicted will receive special attention, while the ruthless and the wicked shall be struck down. This is a king who will not have to use the sword to punish the unjust. Rather, his words alone will restore justice. And then what happens with this new king? The wolf shall be the guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. And then it, that whole litany ends with, the baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. Any parents here let their kids go by cobra's dens? <laughs> Guessing not. What is the meaning of this remarkable vision? Well, what else have you heard about snakes in the Bible? Genesis, yes, right at the beginning. Remember Adam and Eve and the fruit of the tree and the serpent tricked them and all that? Turn to page 36 in your songbook. Page 36, we have the readings for this Thursday when we celebrate the holy day of the Immaculate Conception. And the first reading is taken from the book of Genesis and it describes the fall and then at the end of that reading, do you see how the Lord God said to the serpent, and he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, 
and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. So, that's kind of how the way it's been between snakes and us. But now, in Isaiah's vision, the baby is playing by the cobra's den, and that's letting us know that the curse from the sin in the Garden of Eden will be brought to an end. As Isaiah again says, there shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. So this new king, in the line of King David, this king filled with the Spirit, the Anointed One, the Messiah, will see the establishment of right relationship on earth, the right relationship among human beings, between gods and humans, and even within the entire sweep of all living things, all of creation. Are we there yet? No. No. I uh, was thinking of that. Earlier this week, we had some wind, and the power at the rectory went out for about four hours, and it was a bit of a pain because I was planning on using my oven to cook some things. Well, then, all of a sudden, it dawned on me, if I lived in Ukraine right now and facing the winter and not knowing whether I have power or not, suddenly, whether I eat what I eat, and it just made my problem seem like a hill of beans. We are not yet at that vision that God gives us in Isaiah. But in the gospel today, the words of John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. When John the Baptist says that the kingdom of God is at hand, what is he talking about? Well, John the Baptist is one of our Advent saints. He points the way to the coming of Jesus. Jesus, In Jesus, we see the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, the one in whom the kingdom of God has begun when he became one of us, born in Bethlehem, filled with God's spirit. And when we read the scriptures, we see how through Jesus' healings and his preaching and ultimately his death on the cross, that God's kingdom has begun. It's not yet brought to fulfillment that we await for Christ's second coming. That's what we, when we talk about in the Lord's, after the Lord's Prayer. We wait in blessed hope for the coming of our Savior. But it has begun. And John calls us to repentance. What does repentance mean? It means a change of heart. It means to open our heart to receive Jesus, to prepare him room. And as he warns the Pharisees and Sadducees, don't be just doing it for show. Give evidence of a change in your life. Now, Jesus is the one described in Isaiah on whom God's spirit rests. And do you remember how Isaiah described God's spirit. If you go back to 34, you'll see it speaks, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, of counsel and of strength, 
of spirit, of knowledge, and of fear of the Lord. Where have you heard that description of the Holy Spirit before? I'm going to call on Mrs. Megan Drake. Would you have anything to enlighten us on that? Confirmation kits, yes. I hope anybody here who's preparing for confirmation or those of us already confirmed that the light went off in our head there. We speak at confirmation as the, the receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, not only at confirmation, but on Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But really, those gifts, I mean, wisdom and understanding and counsel and strength and fear of the Lord, which is really a respect for the Lord, a, a, a reverence and awe for the Lord. It's not just once in our lifetime things. Those gifts of the Spirit Jesus says, I spend, send my spirit upon you. So as we live in this time between the beginning of God's kingdom with God, Jesus, coming into our world and the completion of our God's kingdom, which we wait in joyful hope for, God empowers us to live with his spirit. And I think that's especially a good time. These, we, we are under our second week candle what happened to the other candle? It went out. It was lit? Okay, well, we'll have to work on that. All right. So we got three weeks to Christmas, though. All right? And I would encourage you to discern how do you approach the celebration? What is the meaning of Christmas? How does what we say and do these next few weeks Reflect our using our gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit of wisdom and understanding to live in right relationship, right relationship with other human beings, right relationship with God, and right relationship with the entire sweep of living things. How do what we, our actions affect God's gift of creation, our environment? The prophet Isaiah gives us a beautiful vision of a shoot that sprouts from a stump, that the cow and the bear shall be neighbors, and the child shall play by the cobra's den. May we be keenly aware that this Advent we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs>